Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning and welcome to Mrs. Cardiology, just uh, four days until Christmas Day. So this is a series of uh, holiday specials that uh, Mrs. Cardiology decided to do. And Mrs. Cardiology, Sunita Pandant, is the gal who gives you heart tips, not tricks, about all those things that, Doctor, the heart runs everything, so she figures everything is fair game, uh, including nutrition. And uh, so she uh, has decided to give you all this information that doctors cannot, don't have the time in the amount they are allotted um, in their office because of the insurance standards. Uh, and they don't have time to talk to you about it, all this stuff. And so she has taken it, made her mission to talk about it to you on MrsRCardiology.com, Heart Tips, Not Tricks. Now, she will be joining us a little later. However, this is Joanne Quinn-Smith, also known as a Technic Grand here producer, and Tamar Serafishi, the barefoot barrister. I think we should call her the barefoot home cook, too. But anyway, <laughs> um, she, uh, she's going to join us this morning because, like me, um, she is an advocate for sugar-free uh, treats and a sugar-free uh, diet. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to give you some really, really good information. If you haven't done your holiday baking, this is going to really help you get it together so that you don't contribute to the delinquency of uh, your guests. So, um, and I'm going to pull my notes up here. (laughs) (laughs) So I know what I'm talking about. Because we're going to talk about the top five sneaky, sugar-free holiday recipes, including the top five ways to play with getting sweetness into your recipes without having real, ooh, 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 over-processed sugar. Oh, poison to your body, right, Tamar? Right, exactly. Poison to your body. It does so many horrible things. And I don't know what the statistics are on how much sugar uh, that people get into their body during the day. I thought someone told me that Americans, it's around 300 grams a day. You figure there's like 33 grams in a Coca-Cola, eight ounces. Right. And there's um, actually, according to the American Heart Association, the average American eats about 20 teaspoons of, let's say that again, about 20 teaspoons of sugar each day mm-hmm. between their, the sugar that they consciously eat and added sugar. And that's that's talking about the refined sugar that's put into uh, your food to, to sweeten and it up, make it more you're palatable, make attention. it more interesting. Sometimes well, you, sometimes you don't even know. How about their sugar in hot dogs? Uh, yeah. And bologna. And there's sugar mm-hmm. in your in your ham that you buy, unless you make sure that you buy the light version. You well, know, and that's sugar. why, that's what, well, sugar is part of the curing process that they use. So that's why it's also nice to, to buy either smoked ham or some kind of, of uncured, Ham and and make sure you're getting it cooked yourself because my that's, mother years that's ago where used the to buy fresh picnics. In. My mother used to buy years mm-hmm. ago fresh picnic hams. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were fantastic, mm-hmm. absolutely. 
So anyway, so we're going to talk about these five things, because uh, here's the thing. It's the holiday season, and I just love the intro we did this morning. It's the holiday season, and visions of sugar plums are dancing in everyone's heads. But as a responsible advocate for good health who doesn't want to be a fuddy-duddy and cancel holiday goodies, how do you make wonderful holiday recipes without sugar? We're going to tell you how. After all, wouldn't it be nice to not contribute to your friends and relatives' sugar delinquency without them knowing it? Hey, sneaky, sneaky. Today, we're going to talk about, um, and I'm a staunch no-sugar advocate, and it's hard, so it's at least low-sugar, um, and we're going to start, discuss the top five ways to replace sugar with healthier, less-calorie alternatives, and suggest five great recipes for you to try, which we'll, we're going to put these up on Mrs. Cardiology. They should be up by midnight tonight on MrsCardiology.com, and this is just in time for your last-minute baking. Finish your last-minute shopping today, bake tomorrow. And by next year, all of your baking can be sugar-free without fear of offending your sugar addict friends and relatives. So first we're going to talk about, and I bet you this is a fan with you, blackstrap molasses tomorrow. It's one of my favorites. Now, think when you're doing this, you might want to, it's a little tangy. It's the, it's the tangiest of the molasses, but it also has the most um, the most antioxidants and the most good stuff in it for you, okay? Mm-hmm. Difference in calories. Sugar, you use one a third cup for every one cup of sugar, so you lose use a little extra. I tried to remind my nephew of that, and because he, he uses he makes blackstrap molasses in a in a, in a sugar free, fat free pumpkin pie that he made for me. Because of having inflammatory breast cancer, I can't do either the fat in dairy products or sugar, and it is fabulous. We're going to talk about that later, but. Black Champolas has 1,002 calories compared to uh, and 1,002 calories and 259 grams of sugar. That's 1,002 calories and 259 grams of sugar, okay? But it's way lower in your blackstrap molasses, right? Okay, so... And one of the other things that we need to remember with all of these substitutes is that they're more liquid than the sugar, so you need to be careful about how much extra liquid liquid you're adding into your recipe. Yeah. And here is my take on this. If you're going to use stevia, better to use blackstrap molasses. I made some sugar-free free, uh, free um, pizzales, and they came out a little dry because, as Sunita pointed out to me, sugar crystallizes down to a li- – it, it melts down to a liquid in the mm-hmm. baking process. So if mm-hmm. you're going to use stevia, you have to add extra liquid. But if you're using blackstrap molasses, you use less liquid. So you have to be ad- advised of that if you're adjusting these recipes yourself. Okay. Right. But they, they, I, I think it's kind of cool how they make blackstrap molasses. Or do, you, do they make it in, in New Hampshire where you live? Uh, not that I know of. We're pretty much maple sugar all the time. <laughs> maple syrup, okay. So, maple so, syrup. So you, you talk about process. The process is chemical with sugar, okay? But um, when they make blackstrap molasses, it's pretty it's pretty organic. The sugar, sugar cane juice undergoes three cycles of boiling, and the blackstrap is the byproduct of the third boiling cycle. Now, the, what this does is, uh, that means this molasses contains the least amount of sugar and has the highest concentration of vitamins and minerals. Now, it's still sugar, but the glycemic index is, uh, glycemic index is a lot lower, and it doesn't put a sugar dump on your system. And the sugar dump is what is the poison part. 
like yeah, it 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 falls really low for all of the kind of the the sugary things. It falls quite low on the glycemic in, index. Yeah, if you think of the glycemic index as a hundred cal, you know, a, a one hundred is a slice of Wonder Bread. It's <laughs> lower in sugars than a slice of Wonder Bread or a cup of sugar. Wow, great. Yeah. So it's also full of copper, B vitamins, and that eliminates cancer-causing free radicals. It's one of the things that um, the two, my homeopathic doctor recommends for sweetening blackstrap molasses or stevia or xylitol. Those are the only things she recommends. But her thing is that uh, in the very beginning, she told me to, to increase my intake of blackstrap molasses because it's very good for chasing cancer cells. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it's got a robust flavor, so you might want to say it for spice breads, cookies, that kind of thing. Because uh, you know, right. some people may say, oh, "There's molasses in here," so you have to be careful when you're using it, um, and 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 what your taste out can be. Now, honey, honey, <laughs> <laughs> don't get I just fresh with me, Joanne. Oh, Sunita, you're on. <laughs> Hello, you honey. Saying, honey, 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 don't try that. Okay. <laughs> Hello, honey. No mooching allowed. No mooching allowed. You know, my mother. My mother used to say, and the, and I know this is a G-rated, but this is okay. It's just an impolite word. My mother used to say, my father would call my mother honey, and she'd say, "Don't call me honey. That's be shit." <laughs> uh, she, she was she was not fond of being called honey. <laughs> so anyway, so um, you can replace three quarters cup for every one cup of sugar. So you're going to use less honey. Three quarters cup is equal to one cup sugar. Yeah. And what's yeah. the best kind of honey to ever use? I uh, Listen. Whatever's closest to you. Yeah. You always yep. have to use locally grown. Yep. Now, I know about this today because I got an education yesterday. I got I, I met Mr. Honey Honey himself yesterday. And, Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Should, we, should we tell everybody you met Mr. Honey Honey? Yeah, I met Mr. Honey Honey, and he was a honey, actually. And he gave me some wonderful tips on, on honey and a couple of uh, uh, jars of honey. But we're not going to put that out there because I don't know if he's married or single, so we're not going to say who he really is. But <laughs> he gave me raw buckwheat is the highest in antioxidants. Raw buckwheat? Wow. Raw, raw buckwheat. buckwheat honey. Mm, and there were, good. At, this, at this craft show was yesterday, there were several holistic people, you know, like, um, uh, what do you call it, organic people, mm-hmm. um, paraben-free and sugar-free and all that. And so they were all around saying how, how good honey is compared to. And there was a blackstrap molasses guy there, too. And he had some wonderful, but he ran out of blackstrap molasses, so I didn't get any of that homemade huh. stuff. Um, but uh, the also, uh, orange blossom is very good, but you always want to make sure it's locally grown. The most popular is clover honey, which I didn't know. That's the most plentiful. So when you go into the grocery store, you're getting clover honey. Go figure. But oh. clover honey is the most it's 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 the most it's what just about everybody gets. Uh he said orange blossom for taste is the most popular and uh the uh, buckwheat raw buckwheat has the most the most antioxidants in it. But do we have raw buckwheat close by to us? As close as Ohio, if you're in Pennsylvania. What I uh, what about, I remember about, reading about, thir- about 25 miles from Pittsburgh, so that's considered local. You want to stay within an hour of where you are. Okay. Uh, and the re you know I don't understand the reasoning behind this, but it has to do with um, how 
the honey reacts to the environment and the air quality and all that stuff, I guess. Yeah, the the level of pollution and all of that, it's all filtration and all sort of all sort of issues like that that happen. Local honey keeps the allergies away too. You know, some people might be allergic to honey and I don't don't quote me on this, we're not doctors. But what I've heard is that local honey is better if, if people have allergies because it actually helps with the allergies. So don't ask me why. Don't know. Look it up. Please do not. We're not doctors. We're not nutritionists. We're just a, three people who that who have figured out a way to bypass that uh, bypass the sugar industry in the United States. Hope that okay, I beg to defer. You know that Indians consider me half a doctor because I'm married to one. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> so this is the half doctor talking. So, and so Germany ladies, was the same, the same way, right, by the way. The Canadian Frau Doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Frau Doctor, yeah, that's what they call us. There you go. You were saying tomorrow. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna interrupt because I re recalled a statistic about honey. And other quote unquote natural sugars. I mean, sugar is sugar, right? Yep. Um, and and I wanted to confirm it before I popped in. And um, this is according to uh, a, sci- a nutritionist, uh, Dr. Keith Cantor, and he he talks about honey, but I think you can say the same thing about some of the other more natural uh, sugars, and that. Refined sugar is 50% glucose and 50% fructose, both of which, as as we t- discussed, are all, uh, you know, hit the body immediately and our int- insulin reaction is, is immediate and can be devastating if we do it all the time. Where honey is different is that it still has the glucose, but it's only about 30% glucose and it has less than 40% of the fructose. Both of those sugars are the ones that trigger the insulin reaction. And there are 20 other sugars, in, other types of sugar in the um, honey and actually a type of starchy fiber. These are all kind of starchy, fibrous sugars. Um, dextrin is a kind of starchy fiber. That's in honey. So you're getting a different kind of an insulin reaction from honey than you would from a normal sugar. And so we fi- need so fiber so fiber soaks up some of the some some of the sugar content, but exactly it, totally it takes more energy. It takes more energy to break down the glucose when you take honey in versus when you take sugar in, which just immediately dissolves into the. So into that's the system. why that's why you don't get the sugar dumps. Right. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. That's good information. Now this is this is on you, Samar, because you're up there where they make this stuff, maple syrup. Sweet, this is my favorite. I use maple syrup in everything. I um, have. But you in know, fact, there's a I, difference between the stuff you get up there and the stuff that we get in the store. Well, you have to be really, really careful because there there are going to be things that are labeled maple syrup that are basically maple-flavored, high-fructose corn syrup. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I hate. Oh, my God. Every time it's I turn horrible. around, it's high-fructose corn syrup is in everything. So make sure you right. buy pure maple syrup. A little more expensive, but guess what? You're going to use less of it, much less. Much you can, right. if, you, if it's too strong for you, you can, you can water it down a little bit if you want to put on your pancakes. My mother used to do that. She said, it's a little bit too strong. I'm going to put some water in here. 
and boil it down a little bit, you know. So, yeah, but it is nothing like pure maple syrup. So talk about no. that. Tell us about maple syrup and how it's made and all that. Well, I will I will tell you how it's made because I see it made every year. My neighbor has a sugar shack. Um, a sugar the, shack? <laughs> a sugar shack. That's what they call them. Yeah, that's that's the little that. dilapidated that? shack that says sugar shack on top. Well, it's not dilapidated. It's, it's quite a lovely operation. I have some pictures. I will send them to Joanne and she can put them up on Mrs. Cardiology. That would be uh, great. So you, can, so you can see the process. But... Um, the process begins in in uh, actually late January, mid-February. It, it ranges because it's temperature dependent. Uh, the maple sap itself, the tree sap starts to run usually when there are very cold nights in the 20s and warm days in the 40s, preferably in the 40s. And the sap begins to run, and when you reach kind of that that ideal temperature time frame, uh, there, uh, there is a, a, you tap the tree, and it doesn't harm the tree. You just cut it through the, cut through the bark and with the tap. Okay, I'm going to interrupt you. Yes. either. Oh, I was, I was dancing. I was dancing. That is awesome, Joanne. I love it. I was dancing in my bare feet, and seriously, they're totally bare feet. I don't know why I'm they doing that. They don't hurt? It's 25 degrees outside. Are you kidding? I love my bare feet. No, but yes. they don't hurt? No. Cool. They don't. And well, they, call they, her they, the, bare, the barefoot cook. Well, you get wait till you get to be sixty five. You will be you will wearing socks all the time. Trust me. <laughs> no, she. Well, I have faking youth, so she's her feet are feeling great. Yeah, that's wonderful. So yeah. I'm I'm um I'm back into my. So maple anyway, syrup. so yours, but but yours telling me that it has to be twenty degrees at night and forty degrees during the day for the sap to start flowing. Basically, yeah, that's kind of the conditions that that they look for. I'm thinking it has to be in the summertime when it's nice and warm, so the sap can flow freely. But you're telling no, me, what happens? What happens is you need to have the soil needs to be relatively cold and and hopefully frozen still, um, okay. because you don't want to pull any sand up. What happens is when a tree pulls the nutrients from the soil and begins to use the sap to deliver the nutrients to the rest of the tree, uh-huh. it pulls up a, a, some very, very, very fine grains of, um, of sand wow. and soil, and you do not want that in your syrup. Well, actually, you're not going to get it in your syrup because you, it can be filtered out. You just don't want to have to be bothered filtering all of that stuff out. And, right. it's, and it's not as sweet. How about this? It's 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 loaded with calcium. Mhm. Who knew about that? I mean, remember you're pulling you're pulling nutrients out of of soil. You're pulling those nutrients out of soil, so it's very it's very high in the, whatever nutrients is is available. And three hundred twenty milligrams of omega six fatty acids. Mhm. It's got manganese, iron, and zinc. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, but again, it's pulling the minerals that are in the soil there. But now, is it so talking about real maple syrup 
not the maple flavored. Be sure you read the label, get that real maple. Here's, here's how you'll know. Regular maple syrup will cost you anywhere between 3 and $4, and some places like all these down here are maybe about 2 But if you're buying real maple syrup, it's going to be 6 to $7 for a very small container. But it's also very concentrated. So, you know, again, if, you, if you're not a real maple, if you don't like that real, real sharp, you can always, you know, dilute it somehow. Right, Samar? Uh, yeah, but... I would Why just. Would I hated. I hated maple syrup when the like real stuff. We would we would make our own, and I was raised on a simple syrup flavored with maple, um, maple flavoring. Uh, but it it doesn't take long to recognize that this is really good. Your body loves it, and and that it's tasty. And so I would highly recommend developing a taste for that sharper maple flavor. It's kind of like the difference between brown sugar and molasses. Just to start developing a, a, a taste for that flavor, and you just you can't go back. Now, remember this, too, that uh, and my nephew, when he was, uh, decided to make this sugar-free bow-frat uh, pumpkin pie for me, because I love pumpkin pie. Pumpkin's really good for you, but it's loaded with sugar and evaporated mm-hmm. milk. One of the things that you have to bear in mind is that everything that you bake is going to be a little browner. It's going to brown much faster. So you want to decrease your bake time a, le- a little, uh, a little less, um, and uh, to lower. I have thought lower, about that. And lower your uh, your oven temperature. I, I've read some places as much as 25 degrees. So, right with maple syrup. Yeah, that's the that's the key is to just kind of keep an eye on on what's happening. I use maple syrup in my pumpkin pie recipe. Ah, and um, my, my nephew does too. He uses that in blackstrap molasses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, coconut I, milk. Either coconut milk or almond milk. He hasn't decided yet which one he likes better. Mm-hmm. Doesn't use regular milk in it. Uh, if you use, uh, for those of you who are going to try this, and um, he has, it, he he didn't like that it didn't set as well as regular pumpkin pie, so um, we've been adding um, chia seeds. Because chia seeds mm-hmm. is a great binding agent and thickening agent for baking and cooking. So right. You add, little, you add about a teaspoon of chia seeds in there, and it'll set up a little better. We'll find you have to find out, you know, how much you experiment. And you know what? Your family won't be angry that you are experimenting them because you'll bake more pumpkin pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, they'll say, "This is the best pumpkin pie you ever made." So this one, next one is stevia, which is my favorite. Um, and um, I don't know how it's made. Do you want to talk about You're the herbalist here, Zanita. Why don't you talk about this, how they make stevia? Still there with us, or is she gone? Well, okay. I can tell you. I'm here, but I don't know how stevia is made. Okay. Shall I tell you? Yeah, if you know, please share, share with us, yes. Stevia is an uh, is a leaf. You can actually grow it. Yeah, it's I know. It comes from a leaf. It's an I herb. Take a leaf. I don't put sugar in my tea anymore. I take stevia leaves and combine them with whatever tea, whatever tea I'm using and put them right, right so that it comes right into my tea. It's wonderful. Right. So what they do, what what they do is they basically make a very concentrated tea. And then they take the sugarness they take a, they they take they they make a very very concentrated 
uh, water and stevia material, then they extract. I don't know how it's done. Um, a lot of times I've seen recipes where they've recommended you make a very concentrated stevia tea and just let it crystallize out and it will actually crystallize. A lot of times people will grind up the leaves and and create it that way. Uh, when it's made commercially, I believe it's, it's, it's the very concentrated is made. This is from a book by Tim Ferriss called The Four-Hour Body. He talks in detail about it. Oh, yeah, um, he talks about it in that. Okay. My son has yeah. So, so that's that's. But what what it is is passed through some filters and the the the, the uh, glycerides or whatever makes it sweet, makes the stevia sweet. The herbal the chemical concentration in the herb is pulled out and crystallized. And it's actually you have to be really careful about different stevia blends because the um, sometimes they're they're there's some added maltodextrin or some other kind or of sugar. Or they add mannitol. Be very careful of this. Yeah. One recently, and mannitol is quite simply baby laxative. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so why? Okay. Why I don't want to tell you how I know about mannitol because it's on the air and it's, but you know, mannitol. Um, yeah. Yeah, mannitol is yeah. one. Yeah. Here's how terrible mannitol is. Okay. Uh, this is a bad patient that mannitol has. It is often used to cut cocaine with. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So, so it makes the cocaine a little sweeter and adds and adds the uh, adds an entirely different effect to it also. So mannitol cool. is one of the greatest stuff. Yeah, well, you, and, and again, it's just like anything else. Just because it says stevia and it's not sugar, you do not know unless you look at the label whether there's sugar in it. One of the things that, that um, has been recommended to me, uh, I have a friend who owns a health food store here in Chilton, New Hampshire, and he recommends the liquid stevia because that's essentially the concentrated tea. It hasn't been as processed as a granulated stevia. You know, that's be. a very good point. And, um, and now, now we're gonna, when you're doing that, you're going to have to figure out how to use it in the recipes because the recipes that we have for you uh, are the powdered stuff. And the powdered right. stuff is is made um, when they they wash the resin that they make um, with um, um, with the alcohol and that frees the glycosides. Mm-hmm. So, so you're going to get uh, drunk on the um, stevia? <laughs> I've tried and it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. And we probably have to drink, eat a ton of it. Yeah. So some research research shows, by the way, um, that um, stevia can actually lower blood sugar. So, but but again, Mm -hmm. we're not researchers, we're not doctors, so, you know, you do your own research on that. So there's some big... Did I read somewhere that it can also lower blood pressure? Yeah, lower blood pressure. Yes, lower blood pressure. I'm sorry, yes. It can lower blood pressure. I'm sorry, not not blood sugar, blood pressure. No, blood sugar levels get lowered because you're not getting in sugar as much as you normally yeah. would when you switch to stevia. But some people say it can actually lower blood pressure. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. hibiscus tea uh, that is known to lower blood pressure has stevia in it, most of them. So, now, yeah. that makes sense because I was I was inundated with some reading with uh, as far as what is the root cause of heart disease and, you know, blood pressure and all those different issues related to the heart. 
And the latest research is pointing the finger to sugar, not salt. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple, I of cardi- that. couple of cardiologists in Cleveland Clinic are up in arms saying, what the heck, why didn't we know about this before? Isn't that something? So there's some baking tips here about reducing yes. your pan size. And again, reduce the baking temperature by 25%. Add additional egg white or slightly increased baking powder or soda if it's not in there. Um, and you can add uh, a, a fruit puree or yogurt for moistness. I add yogurt to just about anything, uh, fat-free yogurt, uh, sugar-free, fat-free yogurt. So just about anything, I use stevia in. And you don't need much, mm-hmm. about a quarter cup. Now, here's my well, favorite. What's the, well, what's the reason for reducing the pan size? You don't, uh, Stevia has a tendency, like you pointed out to me when I told you about making the sugar-free pit sales, they, people, some, some people said they were dry. Others said they were delicious. But some people people that know pit sales said they were dry. All the Italians said they were dry. Right. <laughs> it was that way. Right. Um, and you pointed yeah, out sugar to me creates that sugar moisture. creates moisture. Yeah. So that's the and then the pan size I don't know why but just uh, several sites I've been on have talked about that. Um, but here's my take on on sugar-free baking. I have created quite a few recipes, including uh, banana. My kid, my family will not eat banana bread unless I make it this way. And uh, I um, I don't I use extra bananas. I uh, I throw some raspberries in there. Um, and um, I show some sugar-free um, uh, applesauce and some uh, fat-free yogurt, and I make a I make a banana bread that my like I said my family won't eat anything else now because um, banana bread is tendency sometimes to be a little more on the dry side. So here's the thing that you could do: I I have a healthy muffin that my sister-in-law gave me recipe for. It's on the back of the Red Mill. Um, the multi-grain cereal, and uh, I uh, I uh, make that all the time, and I kept telling her I did eliminate. There was a little bit of sugar in it, and some things, and I adjusted it. But uh, I said to my sister-in-law, "What's in there? It tastes like chocolate chips." She said, "No." I said, "There's chocolate chips in those muffins." She said, "No, dates." I said, "Wait, there's chocolate? No, dates. Seriously, dates. Okay." Mm-hmm. And so dates are wonderful. Carrots, parsnips, believe it or not, beetle roach. They work. It works in bakes and in in, in uh, bakes and cakes. And uh, I use sugar-free applesauce a lot. So, um, and it also adds moisture and density as well as fiber and other nutrients to do this. My bananas start to turn a little bit. They're in the freezer. Boom. I'm I'm using them in a recipe instead of sugar. The other thing that I use, which I didn't talk about uh, in the notes here, is I buy a um, fig or date molasses, and all mm-hmm. it's, and it's made it's made in Middle Eastern countries, um, and and it's very popular. They use it in almost all their baking, and um, you and it, it it's it's naturally sweet, and it does. But make sure because some will have sugar in it, so you read your labels, and some will just say pure dates. Now here in uh, in Pittsburgh at the Whole Foods we sell. They sell one. It's it's uh, they sell a fig molasses and a date molasses, and it's hard to get because it literally flies off the shelves because people are so. And it's amazing in tea, and you can use it in your in your in your uh, uh, in your recipes. So we're getting low on time here, but I just wanted to mention um, Rocco Despirito's black bean brownies. If you, I know it sounds disgusting, 
my kids would have never tried in my family. And my they're adults. so good. Oh, my goodness, they're amazing, amazing, amazing. And listen to the calories, 64.7 calories in one brownie, one milligram of cholesterol, uh, only 92 milligrams of sodium, total, total carbs are 11 grams, dietary fiber is 2 grams, but the protein in a brownie, a black bean brownie, ta-da, is 4.2 grams. This is a win-win. And now um, there is a recipe, and mine's a little different than the one that I have, and I think I got it off a Rocco's site, but there is a recipe on, you can look around for different recipes, but there is one on um, uh, a site called, um, oh, geez, um, this was adapted from Fitness Magazine. That's where I first found found out about them. And uh, there is also uh, one on Rocco's site, the black bean brownies, and yeah, there is a gluten-free, uh, a gluten-free version also. And uh, it really, it's it's black beans rinsed and drained, uh, unsweetened cocoa powder, uh, egg substitute, uh, sugar-free chocolate syrup, just a little two tablespoons full, reduced fat sour cream. I use no fat yogurt, uh, coconut oil melted, um, and he uses. Um, uh, True via, but I changed mine to stevia. I, I just use stevia. So, and then vanilla extract, and then you can put sliced almonds on it if you like. Wonderful. They are out of this world. Now, uh, my nephew Josh has created, and we'll have this on uh, Sunita's website by midnight tonight. Promise. Um, Josh has uh, my nephew Josh Kernot has made a low-fat, sugar-free pumpkin pie. Um, and uh, he uh, uses, uh, at this point in time, um, either coconut, he's deciding on coconut milk or almond milk rather than evaporated milk. Um, he uses um, blackstrap molasses, uh, a little stevia, um, honey, and now he's uh, adding um, the chia seeds to to make it thicker. And, of course, the actual, the eggs and everything, but for sugar, he's using blackstrap molasses and honey. Uh, and not a lot of it. Because believe it or not, just a little bit just really accentuates the flavor of the pumpkin. And then, of course, we talked about the sugar-free healthy breakfast muffins that use date dates. So I'll put those on. And I, I do make a, um, a sugar-free black cherry and mango tart. Mm. And it's amazing. And, I, and it calls for whole wheat flour, but instead I put my oatmeal my organic oatmeal in my Nutribullet and make it with oatmeal flour, mm-hmm. oat flour. And uh, we'll have that up there. And then you have a recipe for bread. Everybody loves bread over the holidays tomorrow. Talk about your bread and how you get rid of the sugar in that one. I don't want her to talk about <laughs> it. I just want her to ship it to me. Yeah, well, she's going to Well, I, just, just be patient, you guys. Um, Are you kidding? Christmas is four days away, and you want me to be patient? In, in my world, Christmas lasts until January 6th. So. February 6th in my house. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. it, it, be, it, truth be told, Christmas is year-round because we have everything available to us to make anything anytime we want to anymore. Exactly. Life exactly. is beautiful. Okay. February, but, 6th, guys, February 6th, by the guys, way, in my house. January 6th is the epiphany. February 6th is 
I think the manifestation to the Gentiles or something. I'm not sure, whatever. I can't remember. We'll find an excuse to celebrate Christmas. <laughs> we'll we'll find My Christmas tree stays up till February 6th. And my kids laugh because they say, they were saying the other day, the Christmas tree comes down at Easter, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure, if that's well, what they want. Let me let me tell you what happens with this bread. Um, I put maybe, it's it's sourdough, so you're doing two things. What you're doing is you're using uh, the the sourdough and the fermentation process to eat up part of the protein in the gluten. The gluten is basically a wheat protein or a, a grain protein that stretches out and gives structure to bread, which is why people like it. Why, why gluten-free bread always just looks like a really bad uh, quick bread. Um, but for for those that are sens- might be sensitive to gluten and not be actually celiac, sourdough bread is a much better alternative. And what happens is in the fermentation process, it eats sugars within the protein and also sugars within the, the, the naturally occurring glucose. And so there's the, the the sourdough bread is much, much lower on the glycemic in- index, even more than a, a regular whole wheat flour bread would be because it, it eats the, the fermentation process, eats the sugars in the bread. So that's why it's such a good, um, good uh, recipe for cutting down on your sugars, but also on your gluten. So that's kind of the thing that, that I really like about this sourdough bread is that it, it really is good. It's and, automatically and you can, sweeter. It's automatically it, sweeter it, for the sourdough. Actually, I put I put just a touch of honey or maple syrup in it, depending on my mood. I put maple syrup in it when I'm making whole wheat because it just really adds kind of a different dimension to the to the flour, and it gives the the little the little uh, sourdough yeast things, uh, little animals, little bacteria, uh, uh, something to eat. And it makes I, them very happy. That's a very good point. A very good point, tomorrow, and that is that there's a lot of um, sugar um, uh, hiding in uh, in uh, in bread that's processed in the store. Even well, there's a, even sugar, there's a lot of sugar. There's a lot of extra like, gluten. Yeah. There's a lot of sugar and there's a lot of extra gluten. They use they use in order to make the the bread last longer on the shelves. They use this stuff called. We did a whole gluten. show on this, by the way. We did. Everybody go back and listen uh, to it. Last August. Last August. What, so is it, wait, what I, did you say they add to the bread to make it last on the shelf? Is it the gluten itself? Vital gluten. What is it? With vital gluten. Vital gluten. Okay. Vital gluten. And it's just nothing. It's very concentrated gluten. They just basically have pulled up, pulled apart the, uh, it, during the process, you basically pull apart the, the wheat grain, pull everything out of the wheat grain except the gluten, and you concentrate that. So you're not only getting super concentrated amounts of sugar, you're also getting super concentrated amounts of gluten. No wonder we have a whole bunch of people that are allergic to gluten. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Now I have a, so we so we've gone through five five ways to replace sugar. We give you five recipes, which we're going to these notes and all the recipes will be on Sunita's site. I promise by midnight tonight, and I'll send that a blast to anybody who's paying attention. Well, and, and I will, Joanne, I have, um, you know, I, I will also uh, post them as soon as you get them to me. I will also post them on my Facebook page, which is Take Back Your Kitchen. 
Wonderful. Take back your kitchen. Great. We have to all like that. You didn't send us a, send us something to like it. So, um, we could, we'll do that. Okay. Wonderful. And um, now I have a little bonus tip for you, Sunita, if it's okay. You know, I'm on a mission and having lost, uh, I think it's close to 80 pounds now. I don't know. I'm, I'm down to losing inches now. I'm not anymore. Whatever, you're looking great, whatever it is. Thank you. Went from she's, a size 22, 22, 22 to a size 14 dress. And it, it has caused me to have an identity crisis when I look in the mirror or a window. I pass a window and I say, oh, that's a nice-looking chick over there. Very <laughs> wonder who that is. Wonder who that is over there. Out for a j- date. Yeah, wonder who that is over there. Um, <clears throat> but um, I found, because I'm on a mission always to, to have a certain amount of protein, that's one of the ways that I lot on this food program, TR90, to have a certain amount of protein in my diet uh, every meal. To get 43 grams of digestible protein is what I'm on for the weight that I want to be. It's hard to keep the fat down, number one, and also keep it digestible. So I have found something. This is a little bonus. It's called EAS Advanced Edge Carb Control. It says get lean and toned. It's made by Abbott, believe it or not. Also, the sugar element is important. When you're buying protein bars, some of them are loaded. I'm not going to name brand made, but some of them are loaded with sugar. Mm-hmm. This has 17 grams of protein. I buy the rich dark chocolate because I'm still a chocoholic. It has 2 grams of net carbs, 110 calories in an 11-ounce shake. 17 grams of protein, only 2.5 grams of fat. Everything I do has to be under 400, 500 milligrams of sodium. That's for, for being a heart patient. That's 470 milligrams of sodium, so it's good. It also is really rich in potassium, which is very good for you when you're on a food program or you're dieting. Um, but get this. Dietary fiber, three grams. And guess how much sugar? Zero grams of sugar and no sugar alcohols. And it tastes good? Oh, it's one of doesn't have a chalky flavor, nothing. It's absolutely amazing. Wow. And it has, now it does have some, some pea protein in it, but mostly it's made with, I mean, with some soy protein, but it's mostly made with pea protein, mm-hmm. which I'm in much better, which is what the TR90, uh, right. uh, the uh, new skin protein power is, rice and pea. Now, this does have some soy, but it has mostly pea protein in it. Cool. And it doesn't have a lot of things that you can Where do you get it? I just buy it at our local Giant Eagle. Um, I found it. Uh, Walgreens has, has it. And uh, what is it called? EAS Advant Edge. It's made by Abbott, and you probably could buy it online. I've seen it at I've seen it at the Sam sometimes, and it's it's fairly inexpensive. I'll have to now, get this, a couple bars for my husband. He doesn't like gritty tasting protein, so we'll have to see if the bars work for him. Well, these these aren't the bars. This is the liquid. Oh, this is the liquid shake. You said this is the liquid shake. This is a liquid shake. My other suggestion <laughs> is um, is a bar called Protein Plus. Okay. Um, and uh, it has. Um, uh, one, the peanut butter has two grams of, shu- of sugar. The um, the chocolate fudge I like much better, and it has because there's more protein, more fiber in it. Has three grams of sugar, and then each of them has three grams of sugar alcohol. So it ha- either has six or seven grams of sugar in the whole bar, and 22 grams of protein. And there's enough fiber in each bar to counteract the sugar. No. So those are my, and I, I don't get paid for this. This is just I, I have gone through a lengthy process of finding these products. So, you know. Hey, by the way, 
one sugar that we did not touch upon is jaggery. So we'll have to do a show just on that. Yeah, and you know, I was there were a couple other ones. There's a couple other ones out there. There's jaggery, and there's another one. Uh, my homeopathic doctor recommends xylitol. That's the only besides stevia. That's the only artificial sweetener that she recommends. So we should talk. And then a lot sure, of this xylitol to me has an aftertaste, but that's okay. We'll talk about it on another show. Another show. Other yeah. other all other shows are alternatives. So. Um, okay, so um, that was great. And uh, tomorrow, what's the name of your Facebook page? Take back your kitchen. Wonderful. And uh, and then uh, the barefoot barrister will be in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Take back your kitchen, but it just might be invaded by the barefoot barrister. Okay, that's a, that's a, we should that would be quite a caricature. You should go on fiber and get one. <laughs> the yeah. barefoot barrister. Hey, when, while you're here, we'll have to get one for me because I have the red heart kitchen. The red heart kitchen. There you go. All right. So um, we just and, have to come up with a techno granny kitchen. Oh well, right now I'm working on my uh, my latest blog, which is my cancer doctor wears stilettos. So. <laughs> uh, cancer yeah, you know, doctor wears my cancer stilettos. doctor wears stilettos, and then, and then that's the women, of course. Uh, but but almost all the women, except for one, all wear these wonderful stilettos with gorgeous clothes, and and they're smart strong women who dress very feminine and, and despite the fact that they're rolling around a hospital. And, uh, you know, my, 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 my cardiology, including your husband, my dream team is, is, is composed of really, they're handpicked for the fact that they go along with integrative medicine using homeopathic, you know, alternatives in addition to traditional medicine. And it just happens that they're all good looking, including your husband. My dream team. My dream team is a dreamy team. Mm. They're all good looking. Yeah, do, do you know he didn't recognize himself when he saw himself in a commercial on TV the other day? <laughs> who is that good looking guy? Like, yeah, who is that good looking guy there? <laughs> <laughs> your husband your husband is so humble. He has no clue. He has no clue he's an absolute dreamboat. Uh and he just kinda of tickles me. Well, okay, so you want to mention your sponsor and we can get out the air today and go and go make our sugar free holiday treats. I'm making pizzas today and I'm making the tart to take to Christmas Eve to dinner at my brother's so I want you to make spicy pizzas for me. Spicy pizzas. Yeah, you spicy. just have to put a little garam masala and cumins in it. Oh, it sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> sugar, put some put a touch of salt and cumin seed in it. Some cumin seed. Okay, that's your order. Okay. That's my order. That sounds God and I just bought some cumin a big thing of cumin seed at one of the local um uh Indian stores and uh because uh cumin powder just doesn't quite make it like cumin seed does. Right. So you want to smash them up a little bit when you put it in there. But anyway, the sponsor for our show is the Biophotonic Scanner. The no pokey test for checking your levels of chronic inflammation. And it's a nice little wake up call to show you what you gotta do in terms of your eating, drinking, sleeping and exercise. And that's what we talk about on our shows here. It's a lot of all of that stuff. Um we have the biophotonic scanner in our office in in uh, North Hills. And if you wish to get scanned, it's only twenty dollars for Mrs. Cardiology listeners. Call us at 412-367-9104. And I have declared a mission statement for 2016, which I don't mind starting even today, is to scan 200 people a month to celebrate the 200th 
anniversary of the city of Pittsburgh. Okay. I'm off to make black bean brownies. I just wanted to tell you, I decided I'd make some of those, along with your cumin seed pit sales, sugar-free. Uh, Tamar, thanks to Tamar for joining us today, Sarah Fiji. Uh, Take Back Your Kitchen and the Barefoot Barrister. Uh, the show's today's show uh, is copyrighted to Sunita Pandit, 2013 to 2015, all rights reserved. Uh, and uh, you can find uh, additional information at mrscardiology.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.